All right, my friends, the Ultimate OD Podcast, very fun episode for you. We are going to gamify your life. Yes, gamify your life. Tune in, find out why. We have a little bit of office talk. I'm excited for my new marketing. Uh, I'm excited for my marketing meeting. Listen in, find out the details. We have the closing thought of the episode. This is the Ultimate OD Podcast. Here we go. Welcome to Optometry, the ultimate OD podcast, building better doctors one episode at a time. Here's your host, optometrist and practice owner, Dr. Nick Lilly. All right, my friends, the ultimate OD podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking the podcast. Please leave more reviews. It helps us grow, helps us be better. I love it. We are in week two of the questions. Before I get to those, though, how are you feeling out there? How are you doing? A lot of noise in the in the neighborhood, right? Recession, people are cutting jobs, people are filing bankruptcy. It's happening. If you're disciplined, we will survive and thrive. When people are nervous is when we are aggressive. When people are aggressive, that's when you got to be conservative, okay? Now... In the next one to three years is when we're going to make moves to set ourselves up. When we have sat, have money on the sidelines, we are going to see a lot of opportunities come our way. Make sure you make the most of them. Step one, taking care of your house. Take care of your office. Run a lean, efficient business. Don't get sloppy. Take care of your patients. You will be fine. Okay? Talk to people during 2007, 2008, you know, not as many second pairs, not as many AR coatings, but people need to see, people need glasses, people need healthcare. Make sure you provide the best. Don't be a commodity. Don't fight the price game. Provide the best possible care. You will stand out. Okay, so let's get after this. Last week, I asked you the question, where do you spend your time? It was more deep than you probably thought. I hope you thought about that. I didn't see too many emails. Send me more. I want to know where are you spending your time? We have another question that on the surface level is going to be, okay, but it's how do you stay entertained? What do you do to keep your juice alive to enjoy what you do every day? This is to fight the burnout that so many healthcare professionals are feeling. All right, so many people in every other profession are feeling. How do you stay entertained? Now, how do we get to this point? Let me let me pull you forward. If you didn't listen to last week, listen to that. But I was talking to a friend that just had a banner year. Did amazing, and it brought me back to where I was my first year, right? How I felt when I was done, the nervousness I would have after every month of, okay, we had a good month. We got to do it again. Good year. We got to do it again. You know, are these patients going to keep coming back? Do I stand the test of time? Am I keeping my my patient base, my my audience, if you will, engaged enough that they know who I am, that I stay relevant, that they don't go to the next new guy down the street? Am I staying hungry? Okay. And then I thought about the journey that it was to get to this place. Okay. I talked to another one of my my colleagues, friends, that uh, is just starting an office cold. Signed the lease, signed everything, and they're like, what do I do now? And that's a very, very fun place to be in. 
nerve-wracking how much power and leverage you have right there. Oh, if I knew that when I first started, I would have done things a lot differently. And what do I mean by that? When you first start, that's when you're going to carve out your culture. That's where you're going to build your foundation of what you're going to be. Do it right from the get-go. Now, when I did that, I just was worried about numbers. I wanted to increase my gross and increase the patience in the chair. Did I have a purpose? Nope, I did not. Anything and everything, I was everything to everyone. All right? Begin with the end in mind. Oh my goodness, you say that all the time. You hear it. How many times do you actually live it? Begin with the end in mind. As I start my dry eye clinic, I know exactly how I want to be, and I'm doing it this way the right way. Now, that may mean a little bit slower growth initially, but I know what I want to be and what I want to do. I know if I stay the course, if I just keep showing up every single day, I am going to get where I want to be. But the exceptions I make, the foundation I lay here is going to be the reason I get to where I want to be or the reason why is some weird variation of it. Start with the end in mind. Okay? Now, how do you do this? How do you have that perspective? It is a lot easier when I have 12 years of experience under my belt. Okay? As CEO, we want to connect the dream with the present. Go to the present future. Make that a reality. Okay? How do we do this? How do you guide the ship? Blood, sweat, tears. Okay, not that dramatic, right? But what I hate to tell you is very rarely are we going to get to be the CEO and just think big picture, think about the marketing, how am I going to create this culture? You are the primary revenue generator of your business. That means you have to get your hands dirty. You have to go to work. You have to see patients, all right? In order to build your business... You need to see patients and be productive and have revenue, all right? To get to the end point, you have to do that day-to-day work. Now, what is one of our superpowers as optometrists? What can we do that no one else can do? And I'll tell you this right now, we can harness the power of the mundane, of routine, of doing the same thing over and over again. I know we are very talented. We can see a lot of disease. We can treat uh, so many things. We can do laser procedures in certain states. We can do IPL. We can do uh, glaucoma management. But we still refract. We still see, you know, our INR contact patients. We have that as our foundation. Well, that can get boring. That can get monotonous. That can burn you out, right? You're just punching a clock, showing up, and you know what happens? If you're not careful, if you don't have a good plan in place, if you don't have a good structure, you're going to lose sight of that goal and it's going to drain you of your will to practice. It's going to drain you of your, you know, entrepreneur genes, your entrepreneur energy, entrepreneurial energy, right? And you're going to fall victim to just punching the clock, getting out of there and trying to get away from your business. You're never going to be that CEO. All right. Let's figure out how we do this, okay? How do you be the business owner you want to be but still run your day-to-day business? How do you stay entertained? 
The simple answer, my friends, is the gamification of everyday life. I do this in all, all aspects of my life, from my spouse to my kids to especially the business I run, I gamify it, all right? Are you guys familiar with this concept? What does it mean? It's kind of like assigning points or a feedback loop, a scoreboard to what you do and making it fun, right? Not just the day-to-day grind, all right? Let, let me give you an example. My wife, when she was in undergrad, over the summer, she would sell books, all right? Weird, I know, but it's really, there's a cottage industry of all these door-to-door book selling people that they just take all these college kids, bribe them with like, hey, if you get certain sales goals, you get to go on a one-week trip to Mexico, and they go and just sling books, and that's their business model, right? Well, my wife was good at it the first year, and one of the reasons was she made it a game. She would go and say, all right, I'm going to knock on this many doors, but not only am I going to do that, but the game she was playing was how many times can I go to a door and get them to give me a piece of food, (laughs) right? She would get candy bars, M&M, Skittles, all these weird things. You know, she'd be like all these, these moms would, oh, you're so cute. I can't believe you're down here. Here's this and that. And she'd just get a stockpile of candy and then she'd compare with her friends and that was the game she was playing. All right. Did that help her sell books? Absolutely. Because she had motivation to go to that door and get something more than just selling books. Yeah, you, you want to sell the books, but you're playing the game within the game. This is how you are entertaining yourself, how you measure up. Okay. Do you do this in your office? For example, things you can do. Hey, how many contact lenses, your supplies that you sell last year, this month? All right, if we get to this point, we're going to get, everyone gets a gift card to Starbucks. I don't know what it is. Set an incentive, right? What is the carrot they're chasing? And I've started to do this. I'm putting the the goals out there. I'm tracking it. You know what my staff's doing? They're paying attention. Are we up? Are we down? Hey, are we doing this? Did we get some sales? How do you want to motivate your staff? What is the goal you're chasing? This means you as a CEO has to know what the end game is, what the goal is. If you don't, you're going to just have weird like sales incentives or whatnot, and you're not going to stay true to your culture, straight tr- stay true to your value system, right? So this can go south very quickly, but know what your goals are and how you're going to get there. You know, AR percentage, my, my big thing with my dry eye clinic, with my IPL patients, I want to see, get 12 patients signed up this year. Okay, 12. I've been saying that my staff, I didn't even realize it wasn't even a goal I put out for them. It was a goal I put for myself and I just kind of told them to give them perspective, set expectations. Like, hey, we have we have two already. It's not even not even February. We're way on track. Oh, yeah, yeah, we sure are. They've bought in. They're gamifying themselves. It's fun for them to do that. They're tracking it. Having a scoreboard connects us to as doctors who we are to our other self and our other self was that student that you know no matter how much you want to deny that you were above it or whatnot you knew if you were doing good or bad based on the grade you were getting right you got an a you're killing it you got a c you know what based on how much effort i put in i'm doing fine or that's all i need to do but you had instant feedback you go to the practice your practice tomorrow, you see 25 patients. 
Was it a good day or a bad day? I don't know. Maybe you're used to seeing 50. It's a horrible day. Maybe you're used to seeing 10. It was a great day. Maybe you saw 25 and you did low revenue because they're all kids that had managed care and didn't buy anything because they didn't need glasses. Or every single one of them was a dry eye patient that signed up for IPL and it was the best day of your, your life, right? I don't know. How do you know? Gamify, what are you shooting for? What are your incentives? What are you tracking? Okay, do you have active conversations with your staff, with your people, with your environment for what you want to achieve? And then are you tracking to get there, making a game? I'm going to go to me in the exam room. All right. I hope you're, I don't know if I'm the only one that does this, but sometimes I'm like, they're not getting glasses. Are they going to get a foam cleanser? Are they going to get a something else? What can I get them to do that is going to keep them coming back to my office? Right. Do they know about myopia management? Do they know about X, Y, or Z? I'm going to talk to every patient that comes in today about lid hygiene. I'm going to talk to every patient that comes in today about MACU health. What's your mission? What are you trying to stop? Are you trying to make sure that everyone's aware of the risk factor that glaucoma is? That even if they don't have it, why it's important that they come in every year, that you do this exam, you look at their retina, you look at their optic nerve. This is why they need to come in every year you see how this can be a game like you just challenge yourself to meet this goal the funny thing is you're going to start to do this and you know what's going to happen the patients are going to start to listen they're going to believe what you're quote-unquote selling right what do you believe in is usually what you talk about okay when i i I saw this early on in my career when i added macu health maybe four years ago we started off out of the gates. We were killing it. Everyone was getting Mac Health. I got a little old, a little burned out, started thinking about other things. Mac Health wasn't selling. And then I realized, hey, we haven't sold a lot of that. I, I started talking to patients again. You know what happened? Started moving. As I start this dry eye clinic, because I realized the majority of my patients that come in have meibomian gland dysfunction. And I just talk about warm compresses and lid scrubs, not, you know, garbage baby shampoo and a hot washcloth. Like something that's actually beneficial, that's not going to, you know, that's going to have value to the patient. We're selling cleansers. We're selling tranquilized masks. We're selling Dermast. These things that I talk about that I believe in, my patients do too. You have that power and it makes it fun. If you're chasing merely a number, that's fine, but that has to be your focus. And that realize what you're chasing is who you're going to become. And that's fine if that's what your goal is, but know what you incentivize yourself with is what matters and who you're going to be perceived as from your staff, by your patients, who you're going to actually start acting like when you're outside the office. Okay? So this, this idea of gamifying things applies to every single aspect of life. So this is very good for me. Now, I'm speaking to you from my own personal perspective. I tell you how I feel, how I operate, what I do. I hope it helps you, but this works for me so well because I am so stinking competitive. When I talk to other doctors, other stuff, I am always happy for their success. My first question is not why you, but how did you do that? How can I do the same thing? I love to hear of other doctors being successful because there are no different than I am. They're no better than me. If they can do it, I can do it. 
What one man can do, another can do, right? You just have to believe in yourself and know what motivates you. When I make it competitive, when I set a goal for myself, I work like crazy to achieve it. Does it work for you? If it does, do it. You'll be thankful. You're going to be better. If it doesn't, that's fine. There are a million other ways to motivate yourself to keep going. You need to have a higher cause, a different motivation than just money and you know punching a clock. I promise you that. But this is my advice to you, my personal perspective. Gamify what you're doing in a way that speaks to you. You'll be amazed at the results. Tune in. Next week, we have the third and final question you need to ask yourself to be a happier, better doctor in 2023. All right, friends, a little office talk. Very exciting week. This week, I'm meeting with my marketing team. Yes, marketing team. Funny to say, worth every penny. About the direction of the dry eye clinic. Where we're going to go, how we're going to brand ourselves, the website design, the color, the feel, all blue sky stuff that I love to talk about. I am jacked up. I'm I'm preparing this like multiple weeks out, writing down what ways could this go? What are the uh what are the limitations? What are the risks? What are the big picture things? What is the end? This is my jam. This is my fun, my happy space. Very excited. I can't wait to share what we find. We did a competitive analysis of all our competitors in the area across the country. Saw what they're doing well, how we can emphasize it, how we can make it our own. I have a distinct vision for where it wants to go. When I talk to them, I'm going to tell them exactly where I want to be, what I want to look like, and they are my team to help me get to that point. From a marketing perspective, that's what we're going to do. I'm excited. Okay? Now, because I have this vision, something interesting has happened. And my current spot, I have an opportunity to add space. They offered me another 850 square feet. Right now I have like 1,600. It bring me to like 24, just under 2,500 square feet. Do I need that? Yes. Is that going to be enough in three years? Absolutely not. I have this big picture vision now, and it is weird because I see things so differently. If you would have asked me seven months ago, you know, you can add 850 square feet, have the same lease rate, be in the same spot, and I have to move. Is that worth it? Absolutely. Sign me up. I'm going to be here, and this is what I'm going to do. Nope, not now. I know where I want to be. So, respectfully going to decline that and I'm going to chase that bigger fish. I'm trying to create that dynasty, that long-term success and it needs more space than that. It needs a better environment, a higher quality office because of the environment leads to higher quality of care. All right. Your environment matters. Put yourself in a better environment. You're a better doctor. Your staff's better because they're happy to be there. They're proud of what they're doing. If you can do it in a small environment, you can do it in a bigger bigger environment. You just have to stay true to what you believe in and not get caught up in the uh, in the wash. Okay? Don't get lost and start chasing what looks successful. Be successful. Go big. Go home. I hope that made sense to you. That's what I'm doing right now. We'll explain how that uh, that marketing meeting went next week. 
Can't wait to share it with you after uh, the meeting. Tune in. We'll have more for you next week. Where, oh, where has the time gone? We're to the closing thought of the episode. And today I'll leave with this. All right. So I heard an analogy. It made complete sense to me. Leverage. The ultimate leverage is not needing the opportunity that's in front of you. All right. Let me explain that again. The ultimate leverage is being able to walk away and not lose any sleep over something. All right. That the deal that is being offered, if you don't get it, you don't care. If you get it, it's going to make you better because it serves your needs. If you're in a point of desperation where if you don't get this, your world ends or you're not going to be able to practice or something like that, you have zero leverage. You're going to take whatever you can get. Now, why do I bring this up? I talked to you about looking for a newer office. Well, because over the past three years, I've been looking at the landscape, looking at all the opportunities out there. This opportunity that presented itself is good, but it's not the only game in town. Because I know what else is out there, I have leverage. I can walk away. I don't have to build them up to think it's the best thing that I can have. And that's from a standpoint that I've been preparing for it. I know where I want to be. So what I leave you with is, Never put all your chips in one basket. Always have multiple opportunities out there. Be able to walk away and still be functional. That gives you all the power, all the leverage. You'll be surprised at the opportunities that come your way. That's what I have for you. Dr. Lily out. We want to thank you for listening to today's episode and hope that you found a pearl to apply to your practice. We believe as a community, there is much wisdom to be shared. So if you have questions, suggestions, or requests, we want to know. Feel free to reach out to us via social media and leave a comment or email us at theultimateodpodcast at gmail.com so we can make this podcast even better for you. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and we'll catch you again next week.